Hello, Maverick fans. Welcome to another edition of the Mav Puck Cast with Jason. And John. Thanks again for tuning in this week. It's great to be back. Isn't it? So, John, our running segment to begin. Absolutely. What are we drinking? What we're drinking this episode. Well, I am drinking hot chocolate that I made in my kitchen and drove all the way out here to your house. Is it still warm? I mean, we're practically the Lincoln here, so yeah. We talked a lot before the podcast. It's kind of like a just kind of a lukewarm kind of hot chocolate. It's got cinnamon in it. It's got a little eggnog. It had whipped cream. I started putting it in there, and then I noticed the date on the can of Ready Whip was from May of this year. So I'm. We'll see how. Yeah, we'll see if I. Yeah. No, I put I put a little in, and then I'm like, oh wait a minute, I should check. Yeah, so. We'll see if I make it through the podcast okay. It was, you know, healthier. Well, if you need to, I'm pretty sure I got peppermint schnapps somewhere around here. We could add that to it. Yeah, I I knew you were gonna I knew you were gonna <laughs> say that. If both if both games have been like Friday's game, I might have needed that in the hot <laughs> chocolate. So yeah. I tried to do something wintry since it's been really cold around here. Yeah, Saturday's was like Friday. I'm not so sure it would have lasted yeah. just like that. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know it it snowed in Omaha this week. Kind of a official somewhat official start to to winter so i went with a belgium white okay white winter from uh new belgium fat tire okay so it's kind of it's nice i like it i like fat tire and of course you know going to school in fort collins it's the local place so is that the local local you know what's interesting about that i do um i do websites um and menu design for a a, i've done it for a, a couple of catering halls over the years and restaurants and I remember when Fat Tire first appeared, I wondered if it was a typo. I'm like, is that is it Flat Tire? Is it Fat Tire? So yes, it indeed is Fat Tire. And the, the original design of the bike looked like it had a flat tire. Oh, is that right? Yeah. If you go back and find the original, the original logo and stuff, it, okay. just because of the angle that the bike sits at, it kind of looks like it might have a flat that's, tire. That's funny. So, like I said, as the, as the non-alcohol guy, I never knew, but they would always have those, uh, uh, they would always have those drink packages. And so you would see fat tire as, as one of the options or on a, on a bar menu as one of the options. So, so we preluded to this weekend's games with a little bit of our, our Friday, Saturday yes. comparison. So let's, uh, let's jump right in and start talking about the trip out to Kalamazoo. Right. We, uh. I don't know a good way to put We got our butts handed to us on Friday. I know. It was, it was, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It was, it was hard. Not because I, you know, it was hard watching the team. It was just, it was frustrating because they had such a good game a week against ago. Miami. Yeah. Against Even Miami. when we lost on Friday, I still thought 4 1, you know, we yeah. played pretty well. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm watching, you know, Friday's game and I'm thinking, Oh, against uh, Western Michigan, I'm thinking, oh, things didn't quite come together again like they did la- the previous Saturday against Miami. And I was, it was one of those things where, again, in my mind, I'm like, is this a, is this a case of will or is it a case of skill? You know, is, is this a situation where they have the skill, but just it's things are, the dots are not being connected, you know, emotionally and motivationally or... Was this a situation where they just didn't have the skill to match up with Western Michigan, who had Wade Allison back in the lineup for the first time this season? So it was kind of a strange uh, 
feeling and it was frustrating again. And then you're starting to think, oh my gosh, are the wheels falling off this time? And I don't know what your reaction was Friday, but. Well, I think, I think you're on it. Like, what's the problem? Right. Because for many series, for, for most, I would argue for most of the series, with the exception of maybe the Union series, I felt that the team's performance on Friday was dramatically different than the team's performance on Saturday. Miami, Ohio, I think was probably effort-wise where I thought we had a little bit more consistency between the two games. Sure. But I think a lot of fans, myself included, are kind of looking at it going, what is wrong? Why is it that we're struggling so much on Friday nights? Yeah, it's been a really rough night for the team. Now that said, you know, in the month of November, we're 500. So, you know, I mean, I can't. Yeah. But it is, it's one of those things where they, it's almost like they're very much a bipolar team. It's just, they're very different from one night to the next. Mm -hmm. And you're like, is that some magical thing the coaches are saying? Or is it just, just one of those weird? Yeah, I don't know. I think... Personally, my observation, a little IMO here, I think that it almost seems like the guys are not ready on Friday. It seems like, and not ready in the sense of they're not conditioned, they're not capable, they're not you know, mentally sound, but more in like, it almost seems like we're not prepared as a team to handle the strange bounces and whatever our opponent decides to throw at us. And then it just almost we, seems like it affects us. We, affects us more if we get down a goal right. or something on Friday on night. On Fridays than it does on Saturday. Yeah. And so there's this like enlightenment that comes after Friday's game about, Hey, here's what the other team's going to do. And then it's like, we figure it out. So part of me goes, and I don't know what I really don't know. And, and, I'm a fan. I'm not, you know, I'm not involved with the university. So I don't know day in, day out, week to week, you know, how much time do they spend in a film room? How much time do they spend talking about system? How much time do they spend, you know, focusing on what is our opponent going to try to do on sure. Friday? And what is our, you know, what is our goal for handling that? What is our expectations? How are we going to attack? And how are we going to attend, defend? And, I don't, I've never been one to like always put it on the coach, but there is a level of like, are these kids getting the information from the coaching staff that they need to be prepared? Or is it like, let's go see what they throw at us on Friday and then we'll figure it out for Saturday. Yeah. Or is it that the coaches are, you know, fully prepared right. for, for the, the series, but the players are just whatever. They're not, they're not reacting until that second. They're not absorbing it the game. way they it's, need to. Uh, they're not yeah. executing the way that they need to. That's or if they're just emotionally just not into the game on. Right. It's 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 a strange and that's it's the real conundrum when you're analyzing a team that has weekend series where one night is drastically different than the next. It's much easier to talk about a team that's kind of the same from night Somewhat to consistent. night, one yeah. way or the other, you know? And so it's hard to know. And I, I don't, I don't know. I guess, I guess we should be happy this month anyway, with the two series that we've had where the improvement has taken place from Friday 
to, to Saturday, Saturday as opposed to the other way around. Because that would that would kind of be a different narrative. There's a lot of teams out there that can't adapt game right. to game. And if you know, if you have a bad system, if you have a bad plan of attack going into Friday, it seems some of these teams just can't remedy it. Sure. Yeah, they can't. And so that I mean, maybe this is part of the evolution of our team this season. You go from having to, you know, against Notre Dame and Arizona State, both of those series were tough both nights. Mm-hmm. And then you have the last two series where we've made improvements from Friday to Saturday. We get the split, things are improving. Now, obviously you would like to see one of those like for example, you know, you you would have loved to have seen, you know, you win against Miami on Saturday. And then you go into Kalamazoo and you have a similar type of performance, similar type of outcome on that following Friday. Right. Yeah, it's tough because I'm not I'm not in a position of putting blame here. It's just what's something's clearly not working. Right. For Friday nights. Yeah, something's just not clicking. And and like you said, we're just fans here just right. throwing out and it's hard for us because we just go on the information that we have and there's so little other than what we observe in the game so it's hard to know those inner workings and the you know sleep schedule diet schedule everything else and i don't know how much of a factor that you know really has but right uh it's interesting to mm-hmm. to see the last mm-hmm. two weeks. coaching styles are different you know yeah my experience having coached i you know my system relied on players being having more of a common bond and so we spent a lot of time giving them space uh giving them ability to challenge themselves right and some coaches are are more structured and they're you know they want more control over what their players do and when they do it and what they eat and you know portion controls and and we were always you know we would be somewhat on that in the sense of like we really want but there's always days off and sure. days off were days off completely so look i want you to eat not to like throw gabs into the bus or anything but you know yeah. we want you to eat kale and <laughs> and crazy stuff like that but you know what when when it's your day off and you and you're you're away from the team type of thing look if you want a hamburger go for it yeah i mean and i think that that's and that's kind of the strange and again, I don't know that necessarily, like we were alluded to earlier, I don't know that that necessarily is what is going on. I mean, maybe it's just a situation where these players just have to kind of decide themselves and put it on their shoulders to get the, you know, to get the job done. Because I think, and I, I keep saying this, and I know some disagree with me, I think that they have the skill to win games. And one of the things that Mike Gabinet alluded to uh, in the article with Tony Boone Uh, before this series Uh was he said, you know, I think that, you know, skill can be, you know, it can be taught and it can be nurtured. And, and so I think that, you know what I'd say? I think that there is an opportunity to kind of enhance some of those skills that the players have. I, I just don't know that that's the issue with the team. I, I just, I, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's that the, you know, the will that the motivation for whatever reason, among the player, I mean, because ultimately you can, you know, lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So, right. you know, I don't know, you know, what the scoop is there, but it's, it's, 
it makes it difficult for you and I to talk about it on a podcast. That's for sure. I mean, it's, <laughs> it would be much easier for you. You know, we got, you know, two wins on the weekend, or even if we got swept on the weekend, then you, then you know what you're kind of what you're dealing with a little bit more than this kind of situation. Cause yeah. they, they show that they can compete in both of the last two series yeah. and yeah. win games. It's tough for us not to, yeah. Like poor us, everyone feel bad for yeah, Jason and John. <laughs> it is just tough but, on us to, <laughs> Yeah, no. To do this voluntary podcast where we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't make us talk about this. But, you know, it's hard because it's we're sitting here saying, okay, well, which team do we talk about? Do we talk about the team that showed up on Friday or are we talking the team that showed up on Saturday? Right. The team on Saturday played, you know, fundamentally sound hockey. They sacrificed. They, they filled lanes better. They blocked, they blocked shots. more shots. Yeah. And those are, the those are I think Gavin's talked about this in in press conferences early in the year about the little things and teams that, you know, maybe don't have the, the level of talent as your Notre Dame, Minnesota Duluth, or even past Maverick right. squads. When you don't have that level of skill, you have to, you have to be better at the little things. Right. Because those little things can turn into big things really quick. Yeah. it's it, And when you're not doing the little things right, little mistakes. And obviously, you don't want to put too much pressure on the players where they're so, you know, consumed or obsessed with, oh, my gosh, if I make one little error, it's going to. But right. a lot of times, it's just a sequence of little things that can, you know, lead to a scoring opportunity for your opponent that, you know, wasn't there. Right. Otherwise, and that can really turn a game. So I was talking to a friend about NHL stuff, and we were talking about some of the NHL defensemen. And I had mentioned that there are certain players that are extremely fast defensemen. I mean, they're they are faster than some forwards were right. five to ten years ago. Right. And they're just the, the modern defenseman isn't the big brawny guy every time necessarily like you kind of like having that puck moving defenseman someone who's a little bit faster and i said you know there's there's classic examples of these guys in the nhl right now that from a coaching standpoint i say are out of position they're not playing soundly the way that they should be but because of their speed they can make up for it so if they're out of position the puck gets past them and they have to chase someone down they can do it because Nine out of ten times, I mean, if it's not Nathan McKinnon or Austin Matthews having the puck, I mean, you can catch him. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think, you know, to a certain to a certain degree, it's making sure that you're doing the small things so that you don't put yourself in positions where you're outmatched. Right. You know, part of it is just you've got to, there's that will component to it. Like you have to want it more than the other team. Yeah. If you don't want to win this game more than the other team, they've got the upper hand. Well, and that's, and that's, and we could be wrong on that, but that's, that's kind of the way you feel watching the team right now, early on in the season is you're like, there are times when it just doesn't seem like they have the will to win. Mm -hmm. It's like they're going through the motions. Right. And that it's, it's difficult to watch, but, and it's, it's made even more confounding than when the next night, you know, 24 hours later, things go well. And the team looks like the team that, uh, we've, you've come to know here. Right. And what we would like to see. Right. Certainly as fans, right? Oh, absolutely. 
So moving on, I think we're going to start a, a new a new segment a new segment here, right? Yes. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take an over-under approach right. to different aspects of the season, different statistics that we see coming in, put some emphasis on you know some of these elements that that go into making a, a successful season. Uh, so you got the first over-under, don't you, John? Mine is the first over-under, and we're looking at the season overall here. Just kind of prepare people. Over-under, Jason. Okay. UNO wins 10 games this season. Ooh. 10 games total. So with our current record, assuming no more ties... That right. would put us at 10, what did we say, 10, 15, and 1? Yeah, how many games do we have? We've played 10 games. We have 24 left mm -hmm. in the regular season. Yeah. So about 10, 15, and 1. Yeah. Okay. I... Let's see here. Looking at what we have left. We've won I, two. We've won. <laughs> we've won two. We're 20% of the way there. We are. I'm going to take the under. Okay. I think I'm going to take the under. I think I take the under at eight. Okay. Maybe nine. Okay. I think it'll be close. Ten, I think, is a pretty good number. I could see us winning ten. Okay. But... I worry about some of the road series we have. Sure. We have to go to Miami, so I'm not sure that we could split with them there. Kara College is kind of a, you know, we should win, but... You, you never know when well you're going to hit them. Yeah, when you're going to hit them. Yeah. And then, you know, as it is every year... You got the big it's boys. It's all NCHC after January after, 1. Yep. So, so I'm going to take the under. I'm going to say under at 8. Okay. Well, I'm going to take the over then, since okay. I was left with no other option. <laughs> and um, you I, could, I think it'd be odd <laughs> if, you, if we both took the under of your number. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think we're going to get more than ten wins. Okay. Um, we're at two right now. So let me think about this. We've before the first of the year, we've got series coming up against Colorado College, and Alaska Anchorage. And Arizona State. And Arizona State. Right. So I'm going to be optimistic. And St. Cloud State. And St. Cloud State. So I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say we get a... Let me think about this. Is it split against Arizona State? So I'm going to say we're going to get... Let's say... Let's say 13 wins on the season. Okay. Okay. So that's just... That's just 11 more wins. But if you get a sweep against Alaska Anchorage at home. Yeah. You get a sweep against Colorado College. At home. At home. Okay. You get a split against Arizona State. There's five wins There's before. There's five the... wins right there. We're up to seven. And so I think and we, we can get... We don't have to miraculously beat St. Cloud in St. Cloud. We don't... Yeah. We're, we're not going to... We're not going to... I We're not going to talk... St. Cloud's a very good team. I watched them this weekend. They're a very good team yeah. this year. So... I'm going to say we can get six wins after the first of the year. What do you think about that? Uh, 
I think you're an optimist, but I think we covered that in a previous podcast. Uh, yes, I think we, it's, that is an interesting schedule we've got after the first of the year. So, all right. So my over under okay. keeping with the theme of end of season wins, right? Is conference. Okay. So 26 conference games total for okay. the season. We have played four of them. So we have 22 remaining. Yep. I'm going to say over under eight conference wins this season. Okay. So what do you think? Over or under eight wins on the season? Well, I'm going to say over since I just picked that we were going to win, what, 13 games? Stay an optimist. Yeah, we've won two games so far. So what am I saying? Over okay. eight wins? Over, yeah, you're going to say over eight. Eight so conference how, wins. Where are we going to be over eight? Um,. Well, let's let's what, think about so what keep I keep in mind what you said for let's think about what I just said. We have two wins. I think we're gonna sweep Colorado College, so that's four wins. I think it's to a total of four, yeah. And then I think we're gonna get six wins after the first of the year. So that would be ten wins. Ten. So two over the eight. Okay. Assuming I did that math right, I'm gonna get all kinds of comments about this this week. <laughs> Neither of us majored in math. So. No, we didn't. I was, yeah, I, I'm a word guy, so. <laughs> so I'm going to take the under. Okay. The way I look at it, uh, we've got Cairo College. I think we get a split there. So that's going to take us to three. Sure. I don't have a whole lot of expectation with the way St. Cloud's playing that we that can get anything a, out of that That was a tough one. series last February up in St. Cloud, so. Yeah. You know, we start the year with Denver and North Dakota, so and Duluth. I Denver, mean, North Dakota, and Ooh. Duluth. I'm being optimistic, Mavs. I'm telling you, I'm being optimistic for you guys. That is a, that is a rough stretch in January. The month of January is going to be a tough one. I think we hit after Duluth. We've got Western Michigan at home. Then we go to Miami, right. Then we've got St. Cloud at home, Denver yeah. at home, and at North Dakota to finish so, the regular season. I think I think I'm gonna go six. Okay. Unfortunately, I think that we'll stay, you know, this kind of like five hundred team. Sometimes we'll lose we'll get swept in or out of arena. So it, I, it's a tough one. And as you sit here and you just you know, as we're sitting here scrolling on our iOS devices, looking at the game, I mean, it looks daunting after, you know, after the month of November, it does look. But we're an NCHC team, so when does it not look daunting? I when know. You look at a conference schedule, I'll I tell mean. you what, yeah, after the first of the year, it looks, you're right, it's brutal every year, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. Now, here's the thing I will say, though. Okay. Just to, like, I'm not a total pessimist and people don't have to, like, no, no, nobody has to at you on this uh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say that I'm not... Everyone's like, oh, you're packing in the season. I'm not packing in the season. No. Here's the thing. If this team can continue to get better, continue to gel, perform, and move along in the right direction, we always have to remember that the team that wins the NCHC tournament gets in no matter what their record is. Right. And so even if we have to go somewhere, if if these guys can just stay committed and say there's always a way in, 
you could go on a run. I've seen it before. You could go on a run in the conference tournament and get yourself in. And in many cases, the teams that do that are the ones that have a lot of juniors and seniors on the roster, which is something we do compared to to some of our competitions. So, so yeah, so it's very interesting. So we've played 10 games and so we've got 24 regular season games left. So outside of the Arizona um, and Anchorage series, I don't know where I was going with that thought, but I was going somewhere with that thought. (laughs) I was just saying, you know, I guess if we played 500 hockey, the rest of the, you know, if we played 500 hockey, the rest of the way, Right. In the 24 games that we have left, I guess that would be 12 wins. 12 wins combined with the two that we have. That would take us to 14. To 14. What did I say, 13? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm being incredibly optimistic here. But we'll, we'll, the, we'll, we're going on the evidence that we have today, which is the uh, two series this month where we split. So. But as you pointed out in our prep, you did pick the split, and we got the split. So. I did pick the I was just Yeah, I was just trying to take a, a different... Uh, point of view than you did last week but we got the split and i picked it now so yeah yeah we did well we'll take the split and we'll take the split the rest of the season if we can get it but when you when you when we break it down and look in terms like that it's it's daunting to think about going 500 the rest of the way in this conference because that's it's been tough to go 500 in this conference despite the fact that we've won you know 17 18 games the you know last few seasons it's yeah i still think the problem with the 500 series is that we've struggled against our, you know, the Zerata Conference yeah. slot here at the beginning of the season, and we've we've struggled to pick up wins. And so, yeah. when you get into dealing with the if, rankings that we shall not, that Connor forbids us to yes, mention. Yes, Connor, we're not going to talk about the rankings that we won't. But but maybe in the second half, maybe UNO will will give us something so that we feel like, you know, we want to have the discussion on those rankings that, you know, shall not be named. So, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It's, it's going to be daunting, but. So next week's a bye week. Next week is a bye week. Sounds like we're going to take a bit of a bye week as well. We are. Yeah. My so, daughter yeah. has a tournament out of state. And so we're trying to figure out how it works schedule wise. So what are your predictions for her tournament during the bye week? Ooh. I put you on the spot there. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't in prep, dude. I know. (laughs) You sprung that one on me. I did. Uh, Well, you know, I, I scout the, the 10 U girls a lot. So, you know, I know every team that's out there very, very well. I know absolutely nothing about this. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know if I could even name the, the cities that we could be playing against. So yeah, I, I I will say just strictly based on the way the girls have performed that they will do pretty well. Okay. I think that they've had some rough things playing their friendly games here. Right. But they're, they're getting better. They're learning more and they're becoming a team. And so I'm going to suggest that they do well this year. Well, I just, I hope you have, you guys have a good time up there. That should be fun. You know, if nothing else, it's going to be a fun, yeah. fun outing. So. Yeah, it sounds like it'll be fun. I, so Yeah, the girls will have a blast, and we'll hang around the hotel and drink beer. So okay. how could we not be happy? Right? Well, the girls aren't going like to drink beer, are they? Nothing. That the girls aren't drinking beer, are they? Not that I know of. <laughs> Mine aren't. Yeah, okay. 
I don't I, parent other people's kids. So. I, yeah, I don't know how hard partying these. I'm uh, going to suggest these, that they uh, don't. But. Youth hockey players are. <laughs> Absolutely not. So we should preview Arizona State coming to town. We've got Arizona weeks. State coming into town, so we get another. Just what we Which wanted. Has to be after Turkey Hangover, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. These poor be... kids. Are they going to use? Are these Mavs even going to get like a turkey dinner? The I don't know. Is Gavna going to feed him like tofu turkey? I don't know. You know, it's, it's the now. whole trip to fend factor in the turkey. I, you know, for the for the next week after we fix turkey, I just I sleep better than I sleep any other time <laughs> of year because of the chemicals in the turkey. So we may have to factor that into our. Uh, we should have asked. Like. Gabnet needs to tweet us and let us know because that changes how I'm going to predict the team. Exactly. Is are you going to let them eat turkey or is it going to be some sort of a tofu, like a tofu substitute? That might be a good <laughs> idea actually. Then then all the you know tryptophan in the turkey and the carbs from the dressing and the mashed potatoes and the more I'm right. talking about this, it sounds great. So, well, I'll I'll, I'll take the first stab at this. I'm going to say if they get to eat real turkey, we lose both games, and if Gabinets controls their diet, and they're going to eat tofu turkey. We're going to split. Okay. So I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to take the pre or turkey and no turkey options here. I'm going to go with uh, possibly getting swept out and a split. I'll tell you what. Uh, Arizona State has played well the last few weekends. Yes. Um, obviously, the you know fans are familiar with the series we played down in Tempe, but they had a good series against Penn State and a good series against Michigan State. So I don't know what's going to happen, but since I've been the optimist, was it the last two <laughs> weeks that I've been the optimist? Uh, or was it just last week that I, I think was there's the only one week where you weren't the optimist. Oh, okay. Well, let's, <laughs> let's, we'll go with a split again, since I'm predicting we get 13 wins this season. I guess you do kind of need that split to get you there. We, you? we need, yeah, we need that split to happen. And then a lot of good stuff to happen in... Can we Before sweep the first them? Of the year. Can we win both? It just depends. If we have the team that you know has showed up on Saturday night the last two weeks, absolutely, we can sweep a lot of the teams that we're going to be playing this season. If not, they may fall apart. I don't know. I guess the important thing is uh, we're going to turn this into a drinking game for next week. I'm buying <laughs> Johnny Walker and. <laughs> We're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout out to however many goals or points he gets. Cause now, were we, were we determining between Johnny Walker Red and Johnny Walker Black? There, there was that, there, there was that discussion. Which one I need to buy? Yeah, I have no idea because I know nothing about alcohol. But, but one's more expensive than the other. Oh, okay. They're probably pretty much the same, but yeah. Yeah, and aren't you know aren't Arizona's road uniforms black? Kind of like aren't they black with maybe the? It, it probably depends. They have. I think they said on their webcast a couple weeks ago that they have 47 uniform combinations so i have no idea what they Good might Lord, be wearing the oregon of college hockey i man i know it, that would be insane if oregon played college hockey all the i don't know bizarro. that i can handle those like shiny helmets that oh like, i know and like the, the neon no. yellow jerseys no i think yeah. that'd be i think that'd be insane so i don't know but yeah i'll go i'll go with the split because i'm uh i'm predict- predicting 13 wins this season, and now that I look at the schedule, I realize how daunting that is. But Gabinet and the guys can get that done. So, very good. You know, we're gonna have to put a poll out there on like Mavpuck on Twitter. 
red or black for me so that I know. Yeah. What to so when the podcast goes weeks. up, we'll put a tweet out about that. Put a tweet out. Vote. Absolutely. If Jason should read. If Jason should drink Johnny Walker black or Johnny Walker red. Should we give him an option of neither? No, I'm drinking. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to need it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know what they're going to do. They're going to be like, you know, we should have a poll on whether John should just drink at all on this podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jason should drink red, Jason should drink black, or John should drink whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, you not being a drinker, we probably shouldn't start with. Johnny no, Walker. I've much in the way that I have an attendance streak at UNO hockey games. I have a uh, an alcohol free streak for my entire life, so we're not going to ruin that now. <laughs> so, John, we got an event to to pitch to people. That's right. So Thursday, November 29th, the Blue Line Club is having their Meet the Mavs dinner. Now, this is a new thing this year. Um, this kind of replaces the Blue Line Club luncheons that they used to do on Fridays uh, before. Uh, certain series during the season. So the Meet the Mavs dinner, like I said, will be on Thursday, November 29th. Um, it'll be at Anthony's uh, Steakhouse at 72nd and F. Okay. Um, the social hour is 530 to 6, and then the buffet opens at 6 p.m., and uh, you'll, you'll get a chance to sit with players, uh, interact with players. You'll get to ask uh, uh, Mike Gabinette uh, questions. He'll talk about the team uh, during the event. Um, and they're encouraging you to buy uh, tickets in advance. So uh, the tickets are $25 uh, in advance. Um, they are offering a ticket option at the door if they have space, but I would encourage you to do the $25 a ticket in advance. So there'll, there'll be one of these in the first half of the season, and then uh, they'll do one uh, in the second half of the season oh, on cool. February 20th. But it's really cool because I remember back in the you know early 2000s when I was on the Blue Line Club Board of Directors, uh, there were a lot of these kind of uh, events where uh, fans had the opportunity to interact with the players and the coaches. And I, I always think it's a really good thing, um, not only for the program to do for fans, but for fans to get out and support. Because I think, you know, it kind of gives you a different perspective on the team uh, and uh, the players and the coaches when you get a chance to interact with them um, and get to know them a little bit more. It kind of humanizes the team. And I think yeah. it's a... Uh, it puts things in perspective as you're watching a game and, and uh, uh, you may or may not be getting frustrated. I think it's, uh, it kind of changes your perception getting to know these guys a little better. So I'd encourage you to get out and support the Blue Line Clubs event. Uh, Bridget and I are going to be there and, and uh, hopefully uh, Jason no, and... I think we'll be there too. Um, Got to look at the schedules and stuff. But okay. yeah, uh, I think it'll be a good event. I think it's a great opportunity for fans to, like you said, engage with the, the players and, and kind of meet them on a, on a different level. Yeah. You know, I think even more, you know, they have the events and stuff where they have, you know, they sign autographs and like the, the ticket holder. Sure. And, and like the skate events. Up. Yeah. The skate with the Mavs event. Right. Yeah. But I think this is, this is just another, like, you're going to get to have dinner with them. You're going to get, you know, it's just, it's just a different way of connecting with the team. And, yeah. And I think that's, that's good for both the players as it is for the fans. Yeah, I think it's a uh, it's it's you know good to get to know the guys who are are entertaining you on a week to week basis, and it's good for the players to get to know who they're playing for because yeah. there's a lot of really good fans involved with this program, and uh, and uh, you know sometimes they're not the fans that the players get to see all the time. So I think it'll be I think it'll be a lot of fun. But I encourage you guys to go out uh, and support this event because hopefully they'll they'll do more in the future. Yeah, and just in case we need this for where we post this, 
they did not we were not paid to promote their event or anything. Yes, this, this is, is not us. a paid promotion, but just I offering something good for the fans of Mav Podcast as well as the UNO Mav. Yes, we have team. no paid promotions at this point in time, but I mean, you know, maybe some point we uh if you send us your money, we'll take it. Yeah. And we'll <laughs> If, if, we'll say thank yeah. you too. We're those kinds of people. Yeah, we are. We're very yeah. polite in that manner. So see, yeah, we do stuff out of the kindness of our heart, and so that's that's why we did this. So, well, it's going to be weird. Uh, it's going to be a week off. It's going to be weird having a week off. Uh, yeah, I've I've you know, it's going to be weird at the end of the season when we have like three months off too. So we may have to get together at that point for uh you know like a NHL playoff special or something <laughs> like that. But Ooh, I'm good. Exactly. Well, thanks once again, guys, for joining us for another episode of the Mav Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find links to all of our social channels, as well as back episodes of this podcast at mavpuck.com. Mm-hmm.